Before we start this episode, we'd like to thank a few people who helped bring this podcast together. We'd like to thank Haley Rose for the introduction, Chongo for letting us use his song Hat of Serenity from his album Hat Shop. You can find it on his Bandcamp. And finally, Ross for creating the art for the podcast. Thank you so much. Hello. You're listening to Mock Footage. These two pals really like movies, but one of them hasn't seen very many, okay? Our hosts won't be using any nasty language, so you can share this with your grandma. And they will be discussing major plot details, so here's your dang spoiler warning. Hello everyone, it's good to have you back here once again. My name is Joe, and this week we are going to be discussing Mad Max Fury Road. I'm Ray Giroso, and I still haven't seen this film. And we have a guest this time. Hey gang, I'm Andy, I'm from Ending Pending, and I'm here because I love Mad Max Fury Road. Okay. (laughs) Good. Okay. I'm scared now. (laughs) Now, Ray, please don't let the second um, voice of reason in the room intimidate you. I, I really would love to hear what happens from the best of your recollection what happens in mad max fury road okay are you ready i'm gonna, I'm gonna disagree real quick and say that uh do let me intimidate you <laughs> i am intimidated i'm really scared of this plot synopsis that i've made but it i made it i've i've been thinking about this plot for the past couple days and i wrote it down today and i realized i don't know what i'm doing okay Good. So, Mad Max Fury Road is a racing movie, and it takes place in apocalyptic Australia, uh, in, in the present future, so now, but not right now. And like, what? Give me a year, right? T- t- 20, 2025. Okay. And, uh... Can I ask a question about the racing movie? Yes. When, when you say racing movie, like... Like a movie about a race car driver, like like Ricky so, Bobby, or like that Dale Earnhardt movie no one saw. So it, so I think it'll become clear when I when I reveal okay. the rest of my plot. Um, here in this apocalyptic Australia future, there are various groups fighting for supremacy in the wasteland. Well, in the wastelands. Uh, but Is it all, wastelands or racelands? I it might be both. Okay, I like but, both. I like yeah. Both. But everyone acknowledges and respects the Mad Max, all right? (laughs) Okay. Mad Max is a title passed down to worthy successors, and they keep watch over the violent wastelands, racelands, dunes, whatever you want to call it. The current Mad Max is played by Tina Turner, and she's heard whispers of a coming coup to dethrone her as the Mad Max. So to stop the bloodshed and to save her life, she holds a Grand Prix between the warring factions... (laughs) And each faction can have a group of people in one crazy vehicle. It's full of contraptions, traps, tools, bombs, whatever. And the winning group's leader, driver, they never really make it clear, earns the title of Mad Max. And most of the movie is racing through the wastelands and learning to love our main character, which I think is played by Tom Hardy, but I'm not 100% sure. And I, yeah, I think his name is also Max, but I think that's just, like, a coincidence. Okay. Um, uh, 
So what are some of these factions and what are they warring over? So they are warring over resources. (laughs) Like what? Like food and water and also nuclear weapons that... Wow. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. intense. Yes. Uh, Imagine a little bit of... A little bit of fallout in there. A little, little bit of fallout. And uh, one one of the factions, you know, includes a very uh, tribal-esque group that focuses on, like, throwing spears. Uh, one of them has guns. Well, actually, all of them have guns. But one is specifically machine guns. They love machine guns. Okay. Uh, there's another one that just throws fruits and vegetables at people. Which is a really big waste of resources, and I don't yeah. like them. That seems wild. Mm-hmm. So that that is Mad Max Fury Road. Okay. Um, do you have any anything you want to know more about Andy? Um, you said like interesting cars, like special cars. What what sort of cars? So, have you heard of the Jeep? <laughs> yeah. I have, yeah. So, big Jeep, spikes on the top and the sides. There's also a gun that shoots a harpoon on top. There we go. Uh, stuff like that. Uh, one of them, if you, you just, it just drops caltrips. Oh, cool. <laughs> to, yeah. That's neat. Yeah, that's handy. Um, one, some people, well, I actually, I actually think we only see it like once. But one person has a rocket launcher. One person jumps onto another car and starts slitting people's throats. So that's fun. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that like uh, a, a faction of people that do that? Or is that just like one specific character? It's, it's one character from a faction whose What's their specialty. Name? Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it, their name is Slit. Okay. That's a terrible name. I, yeah, absolutely. Well, I didn't name them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh-huh. if I'm understanding this correctly, the the Mad Max is holding the Grand Prix, and you say the main character, like, is there, are they, like, the good guys, that, that faction, or is that main character kind of on their own, or? I think that they're part of, so it's kind of an underdog film, where it's, like, a non-liked faction, uh-huh. and his group is there and we follow them and we sympathize with them. And in the end it's not Tom Hardy that gets the title but his uh the the female protagonist. What, what was her name it. again? Mm, Aisha. Okay. Aisha, okay. And she's great. Love her. Played by not Tina Turner. Mhm. Um I was about to say Elizabeth Maxwell, but she's not in this one. Okay. Well, fine. Um, <laughs> what What is the iconic line from this movie, Ray? What's the line that sticks out? When you think of Mad Max Fury Road, what's the, what's the, the catchphrase from this movie? Uh, oh. Oh, it's the one by Tina Turner. Uh-huh. Uh, Hell hath no fury like a Mad Max. I do remember that one, yeah. That, yeah that's the tagline yeah. on the poster. Mm-hmm. God, I remember when people wouldn't shut up with that. Everyone was saying that all the time. Mm-hmm. Hot Topic can, got onto that one. Can you tell me more about uh, the character, Max? What's his deal? Yeah. Um, he's a little unstable. 
Uh, pretty sure he was an orphan. Uh, is he a talker? I don't. I don't think. Like, he's like how is he unstable? Is he? Is he always like quipping? He's a so he's like he has a tick, uh, and he uh-huh. doesn't trust people easily. Which I, you know, in hindsight, I don't know why people trust him. If like he's clearly like has some some mental scars, uh, from his upbringing in the wasteland. Hmm. Okay. So I, I guess my last big question before we move on is about Max. Then why do we sympathize with him? Like what 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 are we given that makes us feel anything for this this wasteland man? Uh, I think a lot of it has to do with the this aspect of found family within the his, the faction within that he faction. has, okay. and how like they take care of each other and he takes care of them, and he's. He's brutal against the other factions, but within his own, he's very kind and endearing. Huh. All right. Andy, does that sound pretty accurate to you? This sounds exactly like the movie Mad Max. Yeah, I'm not convinced that you haven't seen it before, right? But we're going to find out. Spot on. (laughs) Uh, We're going to find out in a minute, right after this quick popcorn break. Popcorn. Popcorn. Oh my gosh, look what I found in the popcorn. What's in there? It's a podcast. That's weird. Does it taste like butter? Wait, Andy, isn't this yours? Oh, shoot. Yeah, ending you dropped, pending. You dropped your ending pending in my popcorn, Andy. <laughs> you dropped your popcorn in my ending pending. Ah, oh, gee darn oh, it. Oh, boy. What What's ending pending? So, Ending Pending is a podcast that I do with my best buddy and my fiancé, and we discuss television shows that have only lasted for a single season, and we try to CSI what worked, what didn't work, and uh, what perhaps season two would have looked like if we had gotten it. Sounds fun. Yeah. Um, Sounds like a lot of work. It is fun. <laughs> it It is uh, a little miserable. We've we've discovered that we've set ourselves up for failure a bit because a lot of shows that have only gotten a single season got axed because they sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? So uh, we kind of torture ourselves a little bit, but uh, every so often we find uh, a real gem. Any any shows you want to plugs? Any highlights? Uh, Kings is probably the best show we've ever covered. It's really beautiful uh if you listen to the episodes i get quite emotional yeah because uh, sebastian yep. stan plays a, a beautiful a beautiful gay character a sebastian stan stan i heard yeah, ronnie absolutely. saying that and you and evan being like what what are you what are you saying and I, I, stan. I i stan ronnie <laughs> yeah ronnie ronnie is adorable mm-hmm. and he's he, he's he's a fantastic fantastic friend uh, listen to that that arc of ending pending if you want to cry because Andy made me cry. Oh no, that, that's just so fact. It was good crying. Well, that's good. <laughs> Inhumans was a nightmare. Inhumans, <laughs> Inhumans is incredibly bad. Inhumans is a very very bad show. Marvel has this amazing formula where they just plug out like generically good movies like. Very few Marvel movies, I'd say, are exceptional. Yeah. Uh, there's mm-hmm. one or two that are really, like, classics. But otherwise, they're 
Otherwise, they're just kind of good. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't know what they did. I don't know how they messed up that bad, but Inhumans is terrible. <laughs> and don't watch it, but listen to us go crazy uh, <laughs> as, as we just go mad deep diving this garbage show. I heard there's a dog in it. There is... There is a boy who was turned into a dog. He was a human boy, and they turned him into a dog, and now he's their slave. And it's it's wild That's... when we found out that that dog used to be a boy. Oh my gosh, they just keep this giant boy dog around and make him teleport them places. Does he remember being a boy? Yes, it's awful. Okay. Oh no. Right. It's so I bad. Wanna, I don't want to turn this into an inhuman. This is ending. great. This is great, but we've given them way more than they've paid for already. If you want more yes, of this, true. go <laughs> listen to Ending Fending. It's a wonderful podcast. And another wonderful podcast on the network goes by the name of Netflix and Kill. And they do what we do, except that they've both Scarier. seen the movie and they're all horror movies. And they know what they're talking about because they're film students. So that's really excellent, too. I love listening to it because they're... Uh, a little bit younger than us and they always do what they can to make me aware of that so what (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean that sounds very patronizing it no they like they uh they they say things like vhs tapes are retro and i'm i'm like this is oh no no (laughs) you know what i will say is i'm not a fan of horror movies uh generally speaking and I have always liked listening to this show, and it has actually started to make me uh, like want to watch more horror movies. I, I watched The Invitation because of their uh, conversation about it, or actually, I, I listened to it before their conversation about it because I said you should go watch the movie, and it's a really good movie. Nice. Um, so Evan loves Netflix and Kill. Yeah, I'm a big scaredy cat, so I I, I steer clear of the horror genre. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Evan Evan's braver than me, and he he loves it. It's a very good podcast. It is. Get yourself an Evan to protect you from the horrors of the world. Yeah, you should get yourself an Evan. Evans are great. Evans are great. Hi, this is Haley Rose. And this is Lily Blue. And we are the, the Good, good Boys, Boys Girls. Hi, I love you. Hi, I love you. Hey, do you like to listen to the McElroy Brothers? You bet I do. Do you like to listen to the McElroy Brothers? Not only do I like to listen to them, but I like to watch them as well. <gasps> so do I. And if you're a fan of the McElroy family of products, well then, boy howdy, do we have the podcast for you. What's it called? It's called The Good Boys Girls. The Good Boys Girls. The Good Boys Girls. The Good Boys Girls. That's us. We're the Good Boys Girls. We're making this podcast. Where we two girlfriends talk about the McElroy brothers and their wonderful wives and families and everything and their content and it's really great and we gush and we critically analyze it's come on come on down you know you want to come it's really fun and meanwhile we're very cute and adorable and we have a good time together we certainly do we certainly do where can we find this podcast oh you know what I think it might just be on LunarLightStudio.com every other Friday. Every other Friday. Every other Friday. Wow. See you there. <sighs> Tell me how you really feel, right? How about that Mad Max? Ah. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> ah. This is not good audio for podcasting. Um. <laughs> Now it is. It is accurate, though. Yeah. It's I. I don't know what to feel. I feel hope. 
I know I know. I <laughs> Mad Max Fury Road. Mm-hmm. Not the movie I expected. Much better. You know, honestly, I can say the same thing. <laughs> I've seen this film before. And it's better than I expected. <laughs> I'm still, like, neat catching up on breathing. Yeah. 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 It's a lot of just sitting at the edge of your seat. <laughs> I ha- I My mouth was open the whole time. I... I really thought there was something that was going to fly into my mouth at some point. So do you want some fun behind the scenes facts? I do, but can before you get into that, can you, Andy, do the honors? You don't have to. I'll do it if you don't want to. But could you do me the honors of giving us just a real quick run through of what does happen in the movie? Just a, a quick plot over Sure. Uh, it's, it's a little tough to do with this movie because there's so little dialogue. So much of it is portrayed through like emotional, like looks and grunting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it opens on Max who has gone like full feral at this point. And he gets kidnapped by the war boys and taken to a Morton Joe's fortress. And if he already wasn't full feral, he goes even further as they torture him. And then it switches over to Imperator Furiosa, who is leading an expedition to Gasoline Town. And instead, she takes her war rig off the route and is trying to escape with Immortan Joe's wives who hate him and want to be free of him. That's Immortan, valid. Immortan Joe pursues and Max gets welded to the front of a car because the war boy that has claimed him as his uh, blood bank uh, needs Max to stay alive because he's he's got some sort of future cancer or something. Uh, violence happens. Max escapes and uh, joins up with Furiosa and uh, Nux, the war boy, goes back to Martin Joe and then goes back to Max and he, he then joins Team Team Freedom and it's Furiosa and the wives and Max just trying to escape. And uh... They meet up with Furiosa's old clan of, like, badass warrior women. And then they decide to take back the Morton Joe's fortress. And more violence ensues. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very good. You should really watch the frickin' movie. (laughs) uh, Because it's it's really, really flippin' good. (laughs) (laughs) Real ding dang good. It's a good, it's a good movie. It is real ding dang good. I I agree. Yeah, what I like a lot about this sec- on second watch is how hugely unimportant Max is to the plot. Or not right? Not not <laughs> that it's he's unimportant because like things would have gone south if he hadn't been around. Like there are there were specific times that his meddling made their journey possible but Mm -hmm. 
the plot is not at all about Mad Max. It's like no, it's Furiosa's story. 100%. Yeah, he's along for the ride. Yeah. So I forget the the post. I, w- I and I wish I I could remember it off the top of my head, but um, someone tracked the like recent man baby pain to Captain Marvel and like the recent Star Wars movies mm-hmm. back to Mad Max Fury Road. Like mm-hmm. this is the movie ah. that kicked off the internet man baby pain about women led movies because after this came out, people had a hissy fit over Furiosa being the lead character. Mm. And I'm sitting here like, have you not seen the Mad Max movie? Cause Max is never the lead. I mean, he, I, I guess he is because they're named after him, but it's always him helping someone else. Like Mm. (laughs) Max is grumpy. He finds someone. He goes, I'm not going to help you. And then he helps them. And that's every Mad Max movie. Yeah. So this is the only one I've seen, which I think is not uncommon. Yeah. Oh, I mean, this is so much better than the, the, the first one's Mm. garbage. The other two are okay. (laughs) Ray. Hi. Check in with you again. How did you know there was a person in this movie named Slit? I didn't. <laughs> that was a good guess. It's I... a real good guess. Listen, yeah. okay, so if I was playing, like, a tabletop RPG, and you gave me three seconds to decide what my dagger-wielding character's name was, I would say Slit. Yeah, you you knew what the aesthetic of this movie was, and, like... I had to deep dive. Yeah, since so much of the movie is just commitment to aesthetic, like, you were able to really hit the nail on the head with some things, which was... Like what? Really fun. Well, like, the multiple factions, the spiky car, the, um, I don't know, like... What are some other things, Andy? I'm sure I'm missing some. You had a stuff. you had a, a couple zingers. Uh, the fact that Max was going to be traumatized and have like a twitch. Yep. Mm. Yeah, and be untrusting. I didn't expect That's that. That's real accurate. Yeah, you you describe Max like to a T. Well, thanks. I'm very good at calling them pro tags. <laughs> also, while. Uh, while you may or may not be right here, the idea of Mad Max being a title is uh, something that is very popular in the Mad Max fandom. Mm. Oh. Because the movies are so drastically different from each other, especially the first movie. The yeah. first movie is very aesthetically different, and it's more like cyberpunk almost than post-apocalyptic. Like the, the oh. apocalypse hasn't, hasn't happened yet in the first movie. It's like oh, on okay. its way. Uh, and then the other movie, the other Mad Max movies are like, you know, more in line with this one, but Max saves a little boy, I think in one or two and the fandom kind of believes that Tom Hardy is the, the little mm. boy. Ah, uh, okay. I see. Um, cause some of the like weird ghost CCs are characters from some of the other movies, but some of them aren't. Mm hmm. And uh, the the fandom has kind of written in, you know, with same way with like James Bond, but it's different people calling themselves James Bond. Uh, same kind of idea here. So when you were like, oh, yeah, Max is a title and it's passed down. I was like, oh, yeah, OK. I didn't know there were other Ma- Mad Max movies. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell, I'll tell you what. There are more movies. There are more movies. There... Is, T- is Tina Turner in one of them? 
I don't know, but even how you describe Tina Turner is kind of very similar to Morton Joe. Mm-hmm. A little bit, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I I expected a leader type. I didn't expect that the, the Morton Joe kind of leader type. Which, forget that guy. Yeah, he's a real bad dude. Mm-hmm. So I want to get into this a little bit. I don't really want to get into it, but I remember watching this movie closer to when it came out, and. I liked it because it's, I mean, it's a really excellent movie and it's, you can see how well made it is and how well crafted it is. And that's, it's always incredible, but I was turned off by like, I just couldn't suspend my disbelief. Like I couldn't believe that in any terrible future that people would act this way, that they're, they're human beings like, and they're, they're just a little bit too like the fact that they would go to the lengths to have a bard with their with their war party the the guy with the guitar on their on their like speaker car i'm like there's no way they would commit resources to that that's so silly but that that was before um our most recent presidential election and i mm. think a morton joe I was struck by the, how he's exactly like um, a pro wrestler mixed with our current president, like half and half. Wow, I really hate that. Yeah, yeah. You and also know that Trump is in the WWE Hall of Fame, right? I didn't know that. Yeah, he he had an extended like cameo. I don't bit mm-hmm. on WWE at like the height of The Apprentice. Oh, wow. And he, like, got in the ring a few times. Oh, wow. And he's in the WWE Hall of Fame. I hate all of this. I know, right? But that's that, like, seeing that energy that Morton Joe was putting out into the crowd and the, the fact that everyone was eating it up because they felt like they had to. And the, all well, the war even, boys. Even the, the war boys are, are exactly, exactly like 4chan alt-right trolls. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like I they, didn't have that framework when I watched this movie the first time, and now seeing they, it, it, it's weirdly prophetic and it's really scary. They haven't created anything; they've just stolen other people's cultures. Yes. Like their their weird cult is a mashup of Norse mythology and yeah. like a car magazine uh-huh. or like yeah. a Need for Speed video game. They're parroting stuff that they've heard mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. It's all performative masculinity. The whole witness me thing. Yeah. It's just yep. performative masculinity. It's be impressed with me as I kill myself yep. uh, for our weird belief cult system. And they all feed into each other. Mm-hmm. And like all of their war chants don't mean anything. Shiny and Chrome. Mm-hmm. Like the gates will be open and vol- like it, it's all nonsense that the people profiting off of it keep spewing. And mm-hmm. it is the same sort of stuff that you hear from these these people on on Twitter or whatever, where they're you know, oh, I'm gonna get banned by by Pablo Hidalgo on Twitter about Star Wars. W- look, look, witness me. Look, I'm gonna go get banned. Yeah. And it's like, what are you? What are you even doing? Congrats, like, what? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's not helping nobody. It, and, you're not. Oh, and you're, that you're not special. That the way that came around did not hit me the first time I watched this movie, but the way that knocks at the end of the movie 
he said witness me to and he when as he was sacrificing himself because it wasn't he he had already had his angst about being robbed of the gates of Valhalla three times because he kept trying to kill himself in battle for Morton Joe, but he didn't have a perp like he didn't have a purpose. He was he was a tool. He was being yeah. used, mm-hmm. and there's so much of that that comes around at the end of the movie, up to the blood bag thing. Um, uh, Mad Max giving his blood to Furiosa to save her life. In the end of the movie, there are so many things that are reflected that were happening in the beginning of the movie. But, and people are doing them again, but it's because they're choosing to do them, not because they are made to do them. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. And it has this whole new meaning. It's incredible. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Whew. I didn't expect this much from... I I had, like I said, I had no idea what Mad Max Fury Road was. And I just... Well, not no idea. Fun... Clearly. Well, <laughs> a pretty decent idea somehow. Of what it was, but I didn't expect the amount of uh, symbolism, um, mm-hmm. the amount of care into like an action sci-fi apocalyptic movie. But yeah. you know, those are more common these days. But this was like back in what twenty twenty fifteen. It's amazing to me, and I really enjoyed it. I really, and you brought this up earlier. I really enjoyed this very strong women. In this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of them were great. <laughs> I love, too, that, like, it's it's all different types of strength. Yep. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Tell me more. So, oh, man, I'm a bad fan. I'm blanking on all of their all of their names right now. I don't know any of their names. <laughs> well, I know that the, the bride who was mega pregnant, her name was uh, Splendid. I don't think any of the other brides had names to our knowledge. No, they do. They all have names. I used to know them. Really? Yeah, they're 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 said in the movie. Oh wow. Yeah, so there's okay. there's capable, there's the dag. Oh there's so they have Cheeto. nonsense names. Okay. Oh yeah, oh, they yeah, had Mad Max names. Uh that's right. Oh, I do remember Cheeto okay. now. I just it didn't and, sound like um, a name to me, so I didn't Yeah. Did, uh well, Toast. Well, the fact that these women are relegated, their names are relegated to things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But there's, uh, there's the one who befriends Nux, and she's really, like, strong and capable and sees the best in people mm-hmm. and constantly is telling Furiosa, like, no, I can, I can do the thing. Yeah. Right? And then Cheeto is the one who's, like, mechanically savvy and knows about guns and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, even if she's not, like, a fighter. Um... The dag is the, like, crazy one. Is she the one that wanted and, to go back? Or is she the one who looks no, like an elf? No, she, she's the one with, like, the white hair. Okay. Who's, like... The one who looks like an elf. Yeah, who's just crazy. Yeah. And then, I believe the one that wanted to go back was Cheeto. And I love how she tricks... Yeah. Yeah. Morton at the end. And she gets to go on a Morton's car, but she helps Furiosa up. The whole thing was an act. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's brilliant. And so, like, these women aren't all physically badasses like Furiosa is, but they each are, are really strong. And then the the grandmas, the Amazons... I love are the, them! the freaking best! Yeah, yeah. There's interviews with them where they're just like, we're so happy we got to do this movie. I've played a grandma in a nursing home the last five roles I've had. <laughs> and, like, I got to ride motorcycles and shoot 
guns. This was the funnest. Yeah, I love that a lot. I just wish most of them didn't die so quickly. We met them, and then there was a big fight, yeah. and some of them died. And, like, but I expected that. We also got the only quiet scene in the movie with them. Which was really good. Yeah. I, I did tear up a bit. The, the second you start to feel a little bit of a relief, you're like, okay. They're like, eh, let's go back and fight them all. And then, and then you're just right back into the thrill ride for the rest of the movie. That whole, when they decided to go back, I'm like, no, don't, but what else can you do? <laughs> yeah. I was really scared. So what I love about that is because of how the movie works, where they go from point A to point B and then back from point B to point A, and just the nature of like this, this film where they're actually blowing up cars, mm-hmm. they filmed it in sequence. There was no other way to do it. So the entire movie was filmed in almost chronological order. And I think that does something weird to a shoot. Mm-hmm. Because movies aren't filmed that way. Yeah. Ever. And it was apparently really tough to film. Like on the actors especially. Yeah. But I, I think it pays off really well. I, I think like you can feel the exhaustion. Uh, yeah. Especially on like Furiosa and Max. Yeah. Yeah, Charlize Theron was looking rough by the end of this, like, mm-hmm. uh, as as Furiosa should. She and Tom Hardy hated each other. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, they did not get along. Uh, they just found each other really annoying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the end of filming, uh, Tom Hardy gave her a gift. It was a red handprint, and on the back it said, You're an absolute nightmare, but you're also effing awesome. I'll kind of miss you. Love, Tommy. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that that's cute uh and their their stunt doubles fell in love and got married oh wow i love that yeah oh they fell in love i believe it was after the one fight scene is like they were like feeling the energy mm-hmm. and um i was feeling the energy in that i know scene. right i like the fact that you brought up how the movie was filmed in chronological order because they were blowing up cars left and right and it was really cool and you said during the movie that most of this is not cgi i'm like whoa that's really cool yeah it's practical and you can tell it looks real because it is real yeah all those cars they really made them they're all actually functional uh one of the tough things that they had to figure out was the stilts the stilt dudes yeah honestly one of the um, less good looking parts of the movie so that makes sense (laughs) yeah are you you're talking about like the the crow men yeah Yeah. no no not the not the crow people the 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 dudes on the bendy poles oh those okay and they uh they somehow like kidnapped circus performers to do it oh good Uh, i'm sure they paid them but Yeah. yeah Um, it's Mad Max. There's no payment. But like building, building the the rig with the weights to do yeah. that on moving cars, which again they're actually doing. They're, those cars are moving, and those acrobats are really going for it. Right. This movie also uh, at first did not have a script. Oh. Uh, in order to sell it to the studios, they just had storyboards. They did not do a script. It was they were like, there's not. There's not enough dialogue to warrant a script. So, like, it was literally just all storyboards, and they were going to studios with the the storyboards instead of a script. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because it's such a visual movie. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say the script isn't important, because it, it is, I think. But that's, yeah, that couldn't be your selling point. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, and it's all it's all in the little like physical details with how right. they do stuff. Right. Like I brought up the boots. Um Patrick <laughs> H. Williams and Lindsay Ellis, who are two great YouTubers that did not sponsor this. But uh they have really good videos on on Mad Max and, and the brilliant storytelling at work. Like like people bring up Chekhov's gun where if a gun is brought up in a movie, uh within that scene someone has to fire it. And this movie constantly seeds little details that then get brought up at the end. Like yeah. you mentioned the the giving the blood at the start of the movie and then at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, that That's one really good example. But this movie just brings stuff up, stuff up, stuff up. The green on top of the Citadel. It's something that you don't even necessarily notice at first. That there's green on top of the mountains. And, I did not notice. And then you come back, like they decide to go back to the citadel because it's there's it's there's a possibility of growing plant life there, mm-hmm. and it, it looks like set dressing, and it's a really important part of the plot. Well done, well well good. I'm trying to I'm trying to remember the things that Ray said that were wrong, um, because I remember <laughs> I remember during the initial discussion laughing at a couple of things that were. Uh, here I can pull it up. Okay. So there was a there was a mention of like racing, and there, yeah. there's no racing. There's no racing. There, is this not the Racelands? Right. There's yeah. I mentioned the Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Um. Yeah, it's not quite battle wagons. The coup to dethrone Mad Max. Mm-hmm. That was a thing. They did. They did throw a coup to dethrone Immortan Joe in a way. I guess that's true. <laughs> what else? Uh, you got. You guys asked me some questions, but I don't remember what they were. Um. Oh, I, I, I wanted to ask you about your favorite line out of the movie, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I said, uh, Hell hath no fury like a Mad Max or something. Yeah, something like that. I don't yeah. think, I don't remember that one. No, <laughs> my favorite line was when uh, Max was grunting. Mm-hmm. Which time? Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Which... I think... I think my favorite line is "We are not things." Uh, yeah. That was really good. Very too. good. Yeah. Or "Who burned the world?" That's another really good one. Do not get addicted to water. You will. Uh, you will come to depend on it, and yeah, it'll make you weak, and you'll resent it. Resent its absence. Yeah, like like it's a drug, like it's heroin. Yeah, like right? the, like the thing you need to leave isn't an essential. Mm-hmm. Like. Like, don't have universal health care, it'll make you weak, and then you'll resent it. It's Whoa. like, what the heck are you talking about, Republicans? <laughs> people people need medicine to live in stuff. <laughs> oh, yikes. Back oh, to the yikes boy. zone. <laughs> was, that too, was that too real? No, no. I no, just, I, I love it. I thought we were past that, but we're back there. We can't. No, we can't it get just circles it. around. Yeah. You honestly can't talk about this movie and not talk about politics, though. Mm-hmm. It's true. Like it is it is a very fine, well-made adventure movie, but it's so political in all of its mm-hmm. all of its choices. Yeah. I want to watch it again. <laughs> I want to watch it again and keep an eye out for more things that I missed. Yeah. The I liked the scene where Max was like 
doodling on a map after they stopped after uh they met the many mothers and he was like you could tell he was like drawing a little map and i'm like oh he's a little cartographer i love that and then it ended up being a little plot point later on which i was like kind of like oh i wish that had just kind of been a detail but whatever <laughs> like that's you know i'm looking for things to be upset about at that point <laughs> talking about like things disappearing and then coming back um the the infusion thing that was feeding Max to Nux, the, the blood transfusion yeah. thing. Max wraps that up and attaches it to his backpack. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's the same one he uses later. Uh-huh. And it, it's it's so brilliant. Like like that sort of that sort of little fine details happens throughout the entire I remember movie. seeing the tube halfway through the movie and being like, Oh like why is that there? Like weird. <laughs> But, but like, they don't. Of but, course, he's he's in the wasteland. He wouldn't throw anything. He wouldn't out. throw anything away. And that's what Furiosa says when they run after the truck. She says, "Grab anything you can and run." Mm-hmm. And that's that's how it is. Like literally, anything can be useful. So take it with you. I love the fact that they kept inventory of bullets. But then that comes up later too, yep. because she says, "Like we only have four shots on the big boy. It's all but." useless mm-hmm. and then max misses three shots <laughs> and then hands it off to furiosa yeah which i great i love too that he becomes her rifle stand where like that the imagery there of like he knows that she might be the better shot at a distance mm-hmm. so like he silently supports her and she steadies herself on mm-hmm. him like that's such rich imagery. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's good. I'm going to shamelessly self-promote uh, for a cosplay shoot I did with Nathan Drake and Lara Croft right after this had come out. We recreated that shot. Very good. Where I had the sniper rifle and then handed it off to Lara Croft. It was where, where are these pics? Uh, they're probably on my Facebook page, but I've been focusing more on my Instagram, which is warden underscore cosplay. There it is. I'll, uh, I'll post them up right after this episode drops. Very good. All right. All right. Then I'll put your we'll, Instagram. We'll put a, a link to your, yeah. Yeah. Now that's not going to be for like a little over a, a month, month, month and a half. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's totally fine. <laughs> I'll sit on those pictures. All right. Uh. Man, I feel like we could talk about this movie for a long time. Are there any other big things that we want to we, we can't pass over? I mean, all the cars. All, all the, the cars? cars? All the cars. It's like it's so metal and like silly, like guitar hero aesthetic, and I, it it feels like something that I've outgrown, but then I start watching the movie and I'm like this is really cool. Like it's <laughs> it's just like it's it's silly and geeky, um, and it is really cool. So what's wild, too, about it is not only did they have to make all these cars functional, because they're, they're literally all functional, they also had to make them functional for filming. Mm-hmm. So, like, to be able to get cameras and stuff around them and mm-hmm. things. And definitely, like, if you get a chance, watch the behind-the-scenes stuff that came out with the, the movie, because they get in depth in a feature about the the making of the cars and it's wild these people are nuts i don't know how they got to make this movie this movie's insane it seems very expensive 
At the same time, though, maybe not. I mm, there's not, I don't know how much cars are. There's so, not guess. a ton of like. There's very, very, very little CGI. Mm-hmm. There's not a ton in the way of like lavish sets. Like it's mostly in the desert, and there there's not an enormous cast either. Like, well, I don't know if that's true. I mean, if you like every every one of those people. They're paying them as stunt guys, I guess, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But uh, at least for, like, a lot of the cars, they're buying scrap cars. Mm -hmm. Ah, that's true. Yeah, because they're they're chop shopping them. So, I don't know. I I don't know how much cars cost, but they blew them all up, and it was worth it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely, yes. I would want to watch Exploding Cars again, please. Uh, one last thing. There was a scene where, uh, it's after, like, the first major car fight, and Max gets blown off his, uh, like, welded to the car thing, and it's just a shot of him in the sand, and my thought was, why are we just looking at dunes? And this was for, like, 15 seconds, and then I realized, oh, that's Max. That's a person. That's a person. I thought we were looking like t- at tall dunes, the way it was shot, and I, I, I really enjoyed it, and I was stupid. <laughs> I think it's shot that way on purpose, so I yeah, don't think you're stupid. Sure. <laughs> well, Ray, this might seem like a silly question, but would you recommend this movie to somebody who's never seen it before? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, excuse me, sir? Sir? Yes, you. Yeah. Come here, I have a question for you. Uh, what's that? Uh, have you seen uh, Mad Max Fury Road? Oh uh, well, no, I don't. I don't believe I have, son. Oh well, I don't care what you like or dislike. I highly recommend well, this film to you. Go watch it. <laughs> That's a little rude, but it sounds very confident. Go watch so it. I, okay, all right. <laughs> yes, is my answer. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's a good film. Thanks Andy, for thank you so much. Thank you for uh, thanks for bringing me on for this one. Yeah. I love this movie so much. All of your fun facts. Oh my goodness, we're never gonna have a good episode like this until somebody else who knows about movies comes on. It's true because <laughs> I know nothing. I I spend a lot of time watching film YouTube, and uh, I don't know. I probably should have gone to like film school, but instead I I just watch a lot of film YouTube. Yeah, well, that's basically the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> probably. I just listen to people who went to film school talk about film. And I just listen to people who watch film YouTube talk about film. So uh... <laughs> I It's just a weird game of telephone now. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, we, what, we did didn't not decide about... on a movie. <laughs> we did not that was adorable. Movie. Y'all just said like the same thing at the same time. <laughs> We're in love, Andy. It's like your friends or something. It's like that. Something like that. Um, what movie should we do next time? Andy should pick. Andy, go ahead. Uh, pick, pick what movie we're going to be relegated to next week. So my my favorite movie is Ryan Johnson's Brick, I've never which seen was his Brick. first movie ever made. Uh, he wrote and directed it, and no one's ever seen it. But it's my favorite movie. So y'all should do Brick. But Andy, can you I pick don't... a movie from the list, please? Okay, a movie from the list? Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think Brick fits to your podcast. We're, no. we're adding that to the, the list. Doing classics. One of the green No, you have to pick movies that people have seen. Yeah. Oh, no. 
Oh dang! Something y'all should do. The, y'all should do the room. The room. Okay, I saw that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's very bad. It's All very right. bad. Oh boy! I guess to follow up this very good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna punish you. Alrighty. Well. Jeez. That's what happens when you send me away. You have to watch The Room. The Room is next <laughs> week, everyone. So, whew. I'm hey, not y'all. sorry. You uh, gave me this power. Now I'm drunk with it. <laughs> the Room came out in 1997. Probably. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anyway, thanks for listening. Say hi to us. You can reach out to us on Twitter at Mock Footage or send us an email and tell us how great Andy is at mockfootage at gmail.com I'm very um, vain please please send that email <laughs> or you can reach out to Andy more directly Andy do you, do you want to uh, re- revisit any of the things that you want to plug I uh, I have a Twitter but I don't remember the name of it nice. um, find, find me on Twitter post a lot of political stuff and movie stuff and I have a cosplay Instagram uh, warden underscore cosplay and I uh, have a podcast called Ending Pending, mm-hmm. which is also on the Lunar Light Network. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we talk about TV shows. Excellent. And all of that will be linked below. Yeah. Rock and roll. Yes. Rock and roll, babe. Um, tell me, t- tweet, at, tweet at us. I want you to tweet at us. And I want you to tell us why we should bring Andy back to the show. <laughs> oh gosh. Again, I'm very vain. I hope you're I hope you listeners do this. Uh, my entire self-esteem is built around people praising me. I think so pra- you're go- great, Andy. Oh gosh. See? Oh, I love it. Alright, go praise Andy on Twitter and in real life if you run into them, please. Uh, you can leave us a review on iTunes or Pinecast. And we'll 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 bring it up in some form or another. Maybe I'll do some interpretive dance for you, mm-hmm. which is very bad for podcasting. for podcasting. If you like this crazy show that we do, tell your friends. Y'all, your I'm enemies. your first follower on Twitter. Ooh! Oh shoot! Oh shoot! We're not even real yet. You beat us to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You followed us on Twitter blank. before we released our first episode, so that's excellent. I did. I found you. Uh, tell your friends about the show. Tell your enemies, because we only grow by you telling them with your lips. Mm-hmm. 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 And your tongues. Ooh. And your tongues. And while you're at it, go listen to any of the other amazing shows on Lunar Light Studio, our wonderful podcast family, like Ending Pending or any of the other wonderful shows that we've mentioned. Thank you for listening to Mock Footage, and Ray, thank you so much for watching. Andy, thank you so much for joining us. I would like us to find our favorite mo- or our favorite line from the movie and use that to sign off. Ray, uh, do you want to hit me with what really stuck out to you? Um, we could just go witness. We could all yell witness. Uh, <laughs> 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 we ca- I don't know how to respond. Yes, let's do that. Witness! 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 Shiny and chrome! <laughs> I'm dying! Oh no, it was all the spray paint. Uh. <laughs>
Delight Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay. 